0: A lot of the seeds for the mental and emotional problems I had to work through in adulthood were actually planted in my childhood, almost like a garden full of weeds that was watered every time I was made to feel broken, ignored, unimportant, or misunderstood. I think in childhood, we basically are laying the foundation for the rest of our lives. We're learning the basics regarding how to interact with the outer world, but also how to interact with our inner world. And unfortunately, <laughs> Unfortunately, not all of us had the best teachers, so we end up with a dysfunctional relationship with ourselves. We might ignore our own needs and focus on people-pleasing, be unable to unprocess or control our emotions, have trouble setting boundaries, feel unsafe communicating our feelings, or feel like we can't trust other people to be there for us. And I've learned that for myself, a lot of those feelings and behaviors were symptoms of my wounded inner child which is basically a fancy way of saying that you may not have been socialized properly. (laughs) So to live as a functional adult, it might be helpful to go back and try that shit again, but this time doing a bit of a better job than your parents. My name is Felicia Faulkner. You're listening to Studio FM. And today we're talking about inner child work. This podcast is sponsored by the studio. Life can be hard, but yoga makes it easier. Visit FeliciaFaulkner.com for yoga classes designed to help you live life more consciously. Find the link in the show notes, and I'll see you on your mat. All the experiences that we have in life stay with us and help to shape who we are in the present moment, and the inner child basically refers to that part of you that carries the emotions and experiences of your childhood. Kids are kids are very innocent and vulnerable. They have this kind of like magical, curious way of looking at the world. They haven't learned to doubt themselves or be ashamed of themselves yet, so kids will... Kids will honestly do and say the wildest shit without second guessing it, and it's like, how does this four-year-old have more courage than me? (laughs) But at the same time, children are incredibly vulnerable, and even as relatively blank slates, they still have primal, physical, and emotional needs. So kids want to feel safe, validated, recognized, and loved, but obviously, children aren't the best communicators. So it's up to the parents to be attentive to their needs, but if the parent isn't tuned in or is emotionally unavailable, they can leave their child with deep attachment wounds that end up following them into adulthood. So as a child, you may cry and express sadness, and instead of helping you process that emotion, your parent might tell you to suck it up, that you have no reason to be sad, say something like stop crying before I give you something to cry about. You know, as a child, you internalize that, because your parents are literally your entire world. They're your primary caregivers. They're teaching you how to navigate life. So you internalize that and as an adult, you may feel unsafe expressing sadness or heavier emotions to others. So you choose to keep those emotions bottled up because you don't even know how to process them. No one ever taught you how, they just told you how to push it down. Or you may find yourself invalidating your own emotions because you feel like you're not allowed to feel them when you were younger you may have been really explorative in how you chose to express yourself and you may have been, I don't know, just trying to figure yourself out, figure out your identity and your place in the world but you may have stopped that if your parents started to compare you to other kids or if you felt forced, not even necessarily by your parents, but by the community around you, teachers, friends if you felt forced to be an inauthentic version of yourself because you felt that that's what other people wanted Then, as an adult, you may end up feeling hesitant to express your true self and may feel like you have to put up or put on an act in order for other people to accept you. Maybe as a child, you had an emotionally unavailable or abusive parent and learned that you weren't important or began to feel as though you weren't important. Then, as an adult, this might play out in constantly finding yourself with emotionally unavailable partners. Because even though that might not be like consciously what you want subconsciously, it's what you're used to and it's what you're comfortable with. So that's what your subconscious mind is seeking out. And you may make excuses when your partner or friends make you feel unheard, unseen or invalidated. Maybe it's even just that you fear people will abandon you or lash out at you if you don't forsake your own needs in favor of theirs. And so you end up kind of pushing your own needs aside in order to just like act out like people-pleasing behaviors and you know unfortunately we can't go back in time (laughs) and we can't change the ways that our parents may have fucked us up but but we can become more aware of our unmet needs and then begin the process of reparenting ourselves basically inner child work is that process of learning how to take care of yourself in the way that you need to be taken care of instead of forsaking your needs to be accepted by others and then feeling like triggered and feeling like shit when other people aren't meeting you where you need to be met and that's not to say that what others do will no longer have any effect on you at all but inner child work basically helps us to break the cycle of neglecting our own emotional needs by deepening our relationship with ourselves so that our relationships with others don't have as much power to shake and trigger us like I was saying so if we're carrying inner child wounds those will continue to play out in adulthood but recognizing that you're no longer a helpless child and learning to meet your own needs and express yourself in healthy ways is so healing (laughs) so healing and gives you a greater sense of power over your life your relationship and your emotions so I'm gonna get into how exactly to go about doing inner child work and healing your inner child and I think the most important thing is to just focus on connecting with yourself and connecting with your inner child requires being able to listen to it by truly feeling your emotions instead of suppressing them or trying to push them down because you need to be able to feel your emotions to even recognize your needs to recognize what it is that you want from other people to recognize the things that are missing from your interactions with others or even just your interactions with yourself so if you grew up in an environment where it felt unsafe to truly express how you felt like I was saying earlier if when you were sad or angry or feeling fearful if your primary caregiver or your parent was just like stop that shit like like I don't know toughen up stuff it down why are you crying stop crying like they didn't allow you to process your feelings and weren't there to help you deal with those things as a kid it's like you don't know how how the fuck to do that you need someone to kind of walk you through it and if you don't have someone there for you and the only thing that people are offering around you is to stuff it down then that might end up being your default in adulthood anytime you feel sad or afraid or angry You just try to stuff it down because that's what you were socialized to do. That's how you were taught. So if you grew up in an environment where it was unsafe to truly express how you felt, you may have subconsciously disconnected from your body to avoid the pain of having those unmet needs. So I'll try to explain that. Emotions manifest as physical sensations. So we have to connect to the physical, to our physical bodies in order to process them. When you feel sad, like you can physically feel the sadness in your body whether it's like a lump in your throat or like a pit in your belly when you feel angry like you can feel it you literally get like heated you might start shaking like depending on how fucking pissed you are (laughs) like you can feel the physical manifestation of your emotions in your body so in order to feel it makes sense then like in order to feel your emotions it's important to get into your body and begin to feel safe just inhabiting your body and processing those feelings physically when your emotions are constantly invalidated or ignored simply having emotions begins to feel like a potential so a potential source of pain because you know that there's not going to be anyone there to help you through that or to acknowledge you're going through anything so it's like okay now i'm feeling this what the fuck do i even do with this it doesn't even matter so to protect you your mind might decide well you know what let's just not feel anything at all then No emotions, no problem. And then you go through life disconnected from your body, denying or downplaying your feelings because it just feels safer that way. And inner child work prioritizes making it safe to feel, like really feel what is happening in your body, processing those emotions sitting with those emotions, letting it be okay, understanding that there's nothing wrong with you for having these feelings, that you're allowed to have these feelings and you're allowed to sit with them and you're allowed to feel them. And in fact, that's what you should do. It's what you're supposed to do. I find that a really good tool for this is somatic work and somatic is just anything that has to do with the physical body. So somatic work could be things like yoga, feliciafelder.com, or or body scans, just anything that allows you to really sit in and feel your body instead of trying to distract yourself. And you can only recognize your needs by acknowledging your feelings. And then once you get to the point where it feels safe to feel your emotions and you can acknowledge your feelings, you can recognize your feelings, you can face them, you can give them a name. um, I find it really helpful to, to literally communicate with the inner child behind those feelings By actually engaging in dialogue with your younger self. I take on the role of reparenting myself by thinking like what do I need to hear in this moment or what is it that I would like to hear in this moment and instead of waiting for someone on the outside to give me the validation or the recognition that I need I just step in as my own parent or my own primary caregiver and I provide that recognition that I'm looking for. Simply saying things like When you're feeling stressed and you feel like you're doing like a shit job and you wish you just had someone there to be like, you know, like you're okay, you're doing good. You can say that shit to yourself. Just be like, you're doing a good job. If you're feeling sad and you feel guilty about feeling sad for no fucking reason, you know it's for, you feel guilty for no reason, it's okay to just tell yourself like, hey, like it's fine. Like it's okay to feel sad right now. Let it out. And if you feel as though maybe other people aren't seeing you or understanding you, you can be like, don't worry, I'm here for you. And those are really small actions, but I'm telling you, they have such a big impact. You don't always have to wait for someone else to be there for you. Sometimes you can be there for you and that can be so powerful in and of itself. Imagining myself as a parent is helpful for me because it helps me step into the role of protecting and providing for the little me (laughs) that needs help or is asking for help. And Feeling emotions fully and self-soothing is really important, but I think it's equally as important to recognize when you need to step into the role of being your own protector and doing that actively. When I'm in a particular situation or dealing with someone who maybe is like acting kind of like fucking wild, you know, it's like, would would I let someone treat my child this way? And if the answer is no, I'm not going to tolerate that shit. You know, if I'm thinking, would I want my child to feel pure and adulterer joy? Would I want them to be confident in themselves? Yes. So then why should I hold myself back from embodying my childlike curiosity and being adventurous in life and self-expression? I shouldn't. So it's like collaborating with your inner child by actively meeting their needs. And sometimes that's as simple as, you know, like gentle words of affirmation. But other times it's establishing and enforcing boundaries with people who are not acting right. (laughs) Sometimes it's speaking up for yourself and you can tell that people are not taking you seriously or taking advantage of you. Sometimes it's disregarding what other people have to say and just being as weird as you want to be and doing whatever the fuck you want because it makes you happy not because it makes other people smile and think that you're cool and sometimes it is gathering up the courage to leave an unhealthy relationship because you know that it doesn't serve you for me inner child work is pretty much an extension of shadow work and I have a post all about shadow work on um my or in my magazine, The Anthology, which is also on my website, feliciafalkner.com. But shadow work is basically just about recognizing the unconscious parts of ourselves and bringing those to the forefront, bringing those to our conscious mind. And I don't know, shadow work, I think, is a constant (laughs) process. So I am constantly uncovering new aspects of my unconscious mind and deepening my relationship with myself that way. And I found that... I don't know, my inner child, that little Felicia, she's always there. She's honestly pretty dope. (laughs) And she's always there, like, either pushing me forward to be as wild and adventurous as she used to be, or, I don't know, in certain situations, she's holding me back because she's scared and uncertain about moving forward. But either way, I really do try to meet her with grace and meet her with love, and I find that the more that I get to know her, the more I love her. And since... (laughs) Since she is literally me, (laughs) the more that I love her, the more that I love myself. And the more that I fight for her, the more that I fight for myself and the easier that it is to do that. And the kinder that I am to her and the more gentle I am with her, the kinder I'm able to be to myself. And I think that inner child work is honestly just like a journey back to who you were before the world got its hands on you and told you who you were supposed to be and who you weren't allowed to be and it's like a process of self-discovery and a process of healing and I definitely think that that is a journey worth taking thanks so much for listening to this episode of studio fm again this podcast is sponsored by the studio inner child work can be hard But yoga definitely makes that shit easier. The link to my website, feliciafalkner.com, is in the show notes. And there you'll find yoga classes that are designed to help you live life more consciously. I also have this podcast episode written out as a post in the anthology. So you can find a link to all of that in the show notes. Again, it's feliciafalkner.com. And I hope to see you on your mat. But until then, take care and have a great day or a good night. (laughs) Either one. Bye.